0: We will chant verse number twenty-two. Upadrashtanumantacha Bharta-bhokta-maheshwaraha Paramatmiti Chapypta, Paramatha, Dehispin Purusaparaha, Deispin Purushap Upatrashtanu Bhartabuktamahish paraha, paramatmiti Hmm. So what Bhagavan had explained at kshetra and kshetradhnya, he now uses the two other terms, prakriti and purusha. So purusha is kshetradhnya, and prakriti is the very source of all the all the different contents of the. Kshetra. so it is the vector which itself manifest as uh, all the different parts of the kshetra so prakriti and purush they are beginningless and um, all the manifestation all matter is born from prakriti and that purusha is that consciousness which is the witness, who is the witness of this Prakriti and also experiences the Sukha and Dukha. So, getting attached to the Prakriti and experiencing this Sukha-Dukha itself is called the bondage or Samsara and that becomes the cause of uh, rebirth also. So, Karanam Gunasangosya Sada janmasu. So, this uh, purusha attached to the prakriti is born again and again in different uh, forms. So, that purusha, the pure purusha, devoid, uh, what you call, in its own nature, is indicated in these 22nd words as upadrashta. Upadarashtra means the witness. So, I, the pure consciousness, is the witness. Witness means the seer, without getting involved with what is seen. So, there are two different categories altogether. That which is seen, and the one who is seeing it. The seeing is not with the eyes, but the witness of it. So, the witness is different. And what is witnessed is different. So the purusha is indicated here as the witness. Upadrashta is also indicated as anumanta. Anumanta means one who permits. One who says yes. Doesn't use the word yes. But one who permits. means whatever the prakriti does, the witness is just a witness of it. It doesn't interfere. Just as the light, whatever drama we may do on this stage, the light will just witness it. It will not pass any comments. It will not judge. It will not compare. It will not com- condemn. It will not restrain anyone or suppress. It will just witness. Similarly, the pure, uh, this Purusha is it just uh, permits whatever happens. It doesn't interfere with it. Whatever happens according to the laws of nature, according to the laws of prakriti, it is just uh, uh, it permits it. It doesn't interfere. Like our electricity, whatever you equipment you use, the electricity it encourages it, doesn't interfere. This uh, these are all indicators of that purusha or kshetradhnya. Another is bharta. Bharta means the nourisher. Nourisher means it gives existence to the prakriti, to all that is seen. The seer, the witness, is nourishing, is giving existence to that which is seen. Just as our dream, our dream is is given existence by the dreamer. As long as the dreamer is dreaming, the dream survives. As soon as the dreamer wakes up, the dream also collapses there. Similarly, the seer gives existence to the seen. The scene by itself cannot exist. It's a subtle point. It is the witness which is giving the uh, existence to that which is witnessed, without interfering. So the 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 scene cannot exist without the seer, but the seer can exist in its pure form without the scene. Hmm. So it is the bharta, the support of or nourisher of Prakriti. Then it is also indicated as Bhokta, as the enjoyer. So identifying with the mind, identifying with the intellect, identifying with all the various emotions and thoughts and and all the experiences which are there, identifying with it, it becomes the enjoyer Of all those emotions because ultimately it is the ultimate experiencer. All other objects of this Prakriti is inert. So the ultimate experiencer is this Purusha only. Just again as a dream. There may be hundreds of people in the dream but the dreamer is the one who experiences the entire dream. Other than the dreamer there is no one who is experiencing the dream. Similarly, the bhokta, the purusha becomes the bhokta, the experiencer of all that is happening in front of it. These are all indicators to meditate and to contemplate on this purusha. It is also indicated as Maheshwaraha. Maheshwara means Mahan-Ishwara. Ishwara means the ruler, the controller. The one who, who controls everything. So this Purusha in his, uh, uh, in his universal form is the controller of all the of entire Prakriti. He is the one, one, uh, one controller of this entire cosmos. Hmm. Nothing moves without that supreme controller. Therefore it is called Maha ishvaraha, But that Purusha is also indicated as param Atma, supreme self. See we identify with the body, and that also we consider as self, as I. We identify with our senses and consider it as I. But we are also at the same time aware of the senses. So who is the ultimate, ultimate I, which is the Supreme I Consciousness? That is the pure consciousness, which is the ultimate subject. So it is in indicated here as the supreme subject, param-atma, atma means subject, param means supreme, supreme subject, pure subject, in which there is no trace of any objects, param-atma, yuk in this way it is indicated Dehes means Purusha paraha, in this body itself, we can recognize that Purusha. We don’t have to go to any other place, but uh, just using this body and meditating and shifting our attention, we can recognize that Purusha. So Purusha paraha, that param Purusha is is in this body also, is all pervading. But at the same time is in this body and one can recognize him means ourself here and now in this body itself. So this is a very beautiful uh, words with a lot of these indicators so upadrashta, Anumanta, Bharta, Bhokta, maheshwaraha, Paramatma ultimately it is indicated as param atma so these are all indicators of that supreme self so what happens when we recognize this uh, purusha means our own self what will happen when i recognize myself that is now said in the next verse Ya evam वेत्ति पुरुषं, पुरुषं। प्रकृतिंच गुणैः सह, सह। सर्वथा Ya evam vetti purusham, prakatincha gunesah, sarvatavartam anopi, nasabhuyo bhija. Haan, yaha, he who, the seeker, whoever that seeker may be, evam vetti purusham, one who recognizes this purusha as one's own self. Evam means, as indicated in the previous words, anumanta, I mean, uh, upadrashta anumanta Bharta, Bharta bhokta maheshwaraha, as indicated, one who recognizes this purusha, that pure I am, my own being, not being this and that, not being someone. When we become someone, then we lose ourselves. When we drop all becoming, we remain as our own self in its pure form. When we become, we get lost into it. Like the ink. In the good old days, we used to have ink. Nowadays, actually, it's very difficult to see inks, ink pen and all. I remember we used to fill it in with that pump or like that. half it used to fall on our body only. So that ink, if you look at it, it's just a color. When you put into the pen, again it is just a color. But when it comes out of that uh, nib and falls on the paper, it takes a particular form. We can write, we can draw, we can write some letters. So we can write A, B, C, D. Then it suddenly Gain some, some form, some character. Then we bring those letters together, it forms a word. That word conveys some emotions. Hmm? And then we have uh, some sentences made, which further conveys some more things. And then we write a paragraph or chapter. It whole thing start conveying some some wonderful drama, some wonderful uh, uh, event. So we, when we are reading that book, we are not conscious of the ink. We become so engrossed in the drama that we fail to recognize the ink which is there. Even in the not so interesting book and in the interesting book, the same ink is there. In the, in the book which is talking about a saint and the book talking about the sinner, the same ink is there. If we look at the contents of the book, then we say this is different and that is different. But when we look at the ink, it is same. Everything is same. Similarly, this Purusha When identified with Prakriti, Prakriti has got variety. All the variety which we see in this world is the variety of matter, not variety of consciousness. Consciousness is one. All variety is variety of matter. But this consciousness gets so much engrossed in the variety that it loses itself, fails to recognize itself. So, when we shift our attention from what is seen to the one who is seeing that pure purusha, ya evam veti purusham, and also knows that this prakriti is different from this purusha. He is the witness of this prakriti. Prakriti is all matter. Prakriti is what constantly changes. So Purusham Prakritincha Gunayasaha and those, all these Gunas also belongs to the Prakriti. Satvik, Rajasik, Tamasik, it belongs to Prakriti. For example, the various emotions in that uh, novel, it belongs to the words and the sentences and all, which is formed. But in that ink, there are no emotions. There are no novels. There are no no events and no variety in it. Now, very interesting. The novel cannot exist without the ink. But the ink can exist without the novel. Prakriti cannot exist without the purusha. But the purusha can exist without Prakriti. Our whole game is to recognize that purusha as it is. Once it is recognized, then it doesn't matter what type of novel is there in front of us. Our life is like a novel. Everyone is like a different novel. Some are Harry Potters. Some are simple Potters. All of us are different novels. We have a beginning. We have chapters. We have we have paragraphs in our thing. We have certain things which are highlighted. Certain things which are put into boxes and all. Certain photographs are there. Hmm? Certain diagrams and uh, some graphs are in our, this. all this is there part of our, our book of life. Our book of ri- life is written, uh, what you call the, uh, uh, the main, main uh, witness of this is that Purusha. But all the changes which is happening is the Prakriti. But this Prakriti is like the expression of this Purusha only ultimately. So one who recognizes this Purusha and also recognizes this Prakriti which is there in front of it, I am seeing therefore it is there, when I don't see it is not there. This very, this is a subtle point of Vedanta. Prakriti is there as long as I am witnessing it. I means that Purusha witnesses, then Prakriti is there. When that witnessing stops, the Prakriti also disappears. It's like our, exactly like our dream. The dream is seen as long as the dreamer is seeing it. As soon as the dreamer wakes up, the whole dream entire merges into the waker. The dreamer alone was really true. All that he was dreaming is false. He had created that dream. So when he wakes up, he remains. But the dream disappears. Where does it disappear? You can say in him only it disappears. So this Purusha and Prakriti is quite interesting. One who recognizes this Purusha and Prakriti, along with all its gunas, gunai, he is saha, such a person, though the world may be there still, he might be aware of that world. He might be aware of the body, mind, intellect, means the awareness of the prakriti might be there, and different uh, actions and different uh, uh, ways of living might be there, but still that person is free from all this that purusha becomes free from the bondage of Prakriti. That is called liberation. Sarvatha vartamanopi nasabhuyo bhi jayate So as long as this body and this world is seen, he might be moving in this and living in various ways. Others uh, might see a realized master living in a particular way. So even though he might be seen, appearing in this world in various ways, but once the body falls off, he is not born again. There is no more birth. There is because there is no more identification with the prakriti. There is no more birth. There is no more uh punarapi maranam. There is no more identification with any any body. So that is called moksha. This is called liberation. So when the body is there and the world is experienced, that realized master is called jivan mukta, liberated while alive. And once the body falls off is called videha mukta, hmm? videha mukta, liberated uh, even when the body is, is dropped. So, ya evam vetti purusham prakritinche gunaishah sarvatha vartamano pi nasabhuyo jayate. So, the whole thing boils down to recognizing this purusha, which is that pure I am. So, shifting all our att- attention from everything else, we have to focus our attention on this my own being, and directly experience it. It's called Aparoksha Anubhuti. It doesn't require any media to experience it. It doesn't require anything else to experience it. See, if I want to use my senses to know, then there is a media, like I want to see this flower, I have to use my eyes to see it. So, so many conditions are there. The flower... The light, the eyes, the mind. Then only the experience of seeing it is possible. But my own being, experience of my own existence—no eyes, no mind, nothing is required. That being no, is is uh, is aware of itself. That purusha is aware, can be aware of itself. Purusha is not only aware of the Prakriti, but Purusha can be aware of itself. I I not only see uh, what I am seeing in front of me, but I can also become aware of the seer. The seer is aware of itself. So when that Purusha comes to recognize itself as it is, there is liberation there is freedom. So this is our ultimate goal, to recognize our self. Now the question is that what are the ways and means by which we can recognize our own self? See, this chapter is complete in itself. It not only shows us the path, I mean the goal, and 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 uh, describes the whole thing very beautifully, but it also shows us the path. So now in the following uh, verse, Bhagwan tells us how we can recognize our own self. Dnetman <laughs> pashanti. kece dadatma namatma anne sankhena yogena anne yogena karma yogena chapare pare dhyane na atmani pashanti kece dadatma Atmana anne sankhena yogena karma-yogena-chapare. Bhagavan says, Kechid, few seekers, Dhyanena-atmani-pashyanti, Atmanam-atmana. They come to recognize, they come to see their own self, through dhyana, through meditation. What is meditation? We will see. But one, one path is that through dhyana they come to see their own self. Ātmanam At- pashanti Where do they see their self? Ātmani, in their own self. With what do they see their self? Ātmana, with their self. In the beginning, one may, one uses one's intellect, which is also, one identifies and looks at it as self. So, with the help of the intellect, in the cave of our heart, we come to recognize our own self. But once that self is recognized, the self is recognized by the self, in the self, hmm? So the self is recognized by the self and in the self. Atmani, Atmanam, Atmana, Pashyanti. They see Atmanam, the self. Atmana, by the self. Atmani, in the self. No other thing is required. And this is the method of Dhyana. So how is it? In the beginning actually, as I said, one may take support, but then all the support drops and only the self alone remains. And for this dhyana, the dhyana means attention, paying attention, becoming aware of, that's called dhyana. Hmm. For example, if I tell you, pay attention to, on, on my thumb, Right hand thumb. You can see it moving. Nicely it moves. See. Now pay attention to the thumb only, not to the fingers. Fingers might try to distract you. But you have to pay attention to the thumb. Now there might be some people who may not know what is the meaning of thumb. Quite possible. And if you don't know the meaning of thumb, this whole exercise will be meaningless. Similarly, meditation means paying attention to the self. Just imagine thumb is the self. But if you don't know what is the self, you might be looking at something else only in the name of meditation. But uh, self, you don't have to worry about by hearting or studying all the scriptures and all those things. The self is experienced in our whole system as I, I, I. Ma'am, in whatever language. My, hmm? I, me, how, ami, Different language. Huh? I. My own, it's very strange actually, it's the most strangest thing. That there is a feeling of I. It's very strange. Means it is so different from everything else. Nobody has taught us. But it is, it is there. It is, it is totally different from any, any, nothing in this world can be uh, called I. Though we call it because of our attachment and identification. But this I is something very special. So if we close our eyes and just uh, 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 try to feel our presence, we feel our own presence. But at uh, in the beginning, we will feel our present at the level of the body. Body exists, and we feel I am. But if we focus our attention on our own presence, we will understand that it is something subtler than the body. It is something subtler than even our body. It is even subtler than our mind. So, I am. My whom? I am. So, focusing our attention on this I am and holding on to it itself is Dhyana. Dhyana is to withdraw all our attention from everything else, from the objects of the senses, from the objects of the mind, and focusing it on the Self. yato yato nischarati manas chanchalam astiram niyam metata eva In sixth chapter also Bhagavan says, Wherever your mind runs and attention runs, bring it from there and focus your attention on this I, Atma. You don't have to know anything else. If you are experiencing I am, then you can meditate. If you are experiencing two eyes in yourself, then there is problem. Hmm. But that we don't. Normally. So I am. And just hold on to that. It might look simple, but it will take, it takes, it might take a lot of patience and time to hold on to that pure I. It will become more and more sharp. It's like uh, treading the needle. The needle is there. And there is a nice little hole in that needle, uh, eye of the needle. And you have a nice thread, sharp. You have to put it in. Lot of places are there where you can put the thread which, which is, uh, which is not exactly the eye of the needle. Grandmother and all they put and then try to pull in the whole needle and say it. they again they tried it. So only at one point it goes exactly in the eye. Similarly, we have to fine tune our experience of our own being. At present, it is not fine tuned. It is vague and gross. It's like a like a big canvas is there and, or a big, uh, what they call the haystack and the needle is there inside. If you are looking at the entire haystack, also you are looking at the needle only, but not exactly at the needle. So you have to remove all the other thing and focus your attention on that. So that is, that is called dhyana. It is, it is the Practice, it is the sadhana of attention, of using your awareness, consciousness. Become conscious of the consciousness itself. Become conscious of the consciousness. It's like, suppose I tell you that you look at the flower. Very, very easy to look at the flower. But suppose I tell you, become conscious of that. Become conscious of your eye which is looking at the flower it is a different different uh, game altogether it is like shifting your attention suddenly at a different place altogether you are looking at the flower so you know that there is a i so just similarly when i everyone uses the word i i i Without experiencing I, there is no other experience in the world. You cannot experience the world or anything without experiencing your own being. But that my own being is not fine-tuned. It is mixed up with body, mind, senses, thoughts, emotions, ideas, concepts, so many things are there. So, just drop all the concepts. All concepts are made up of thoughts and all. So, we are not interested in knowing about the self. We are interested in just paying attention to the self. Scriptures describe or talk about the self. So, if you learn a lot of scriptures, you will know a lot of things about the self. We are not interested in knowing about the self. We are interested in knowing the self itself. Even a child has got the experience of I am. So just hold on to this experience. And this I am is not the ego which constantly changes, but it is something much subtler than the ego which exists even when the body changes, mind changes, everything changes. So holding on to that I am is called dhyana. So kechit, very rare few because this requires tremendous patience, tremendous attention, and uh, total vairagya from everything else. This should be like a hundred uh, percent activity. Baki kuch nahi. Hmm No other uh, agenda. Only if single pointed agenda if we have, then this is the direct path. If we have any other agenda, then Another path Bhagwan is telling. <laughs> so, dhyana, we fail to meditate or it becomes difficult for us to meditate when we are not clear about I or Purusha and Prakriti, about Kshetradhnya and Kshetra. In the name of meditation, we might be looking at some portion of Kshetra only. So, the second path which Bhagwan is talking about is Discrimination between the Kshetra and Kshetradhnya. Between the Purusha and Prakriti. That is called Sankhya. Sankhya is to understand that I am the witness and this is all witnessed by me. So the body, the mind, the intellect, the senses, the gross five elements, all of them, these 24 tatvas. All of them are Kshetra and other than that I am the Kshetradhnya. To use the power of discrimination, to use the intellect to comprehend the nature of the self and that which is not the self. So that path, intellectual Discrimination between the self and not-self, between the Purusha and Prakriti, is called Sankhya here. Hmm. So, Anne-Sankhena-Yogena, this is called sankhya yoga. So, when we do this discrimination, it helps us to understand this Purusha. So, once we are clear about it, then we can jump into that higher sadhana of meditation just focusing our attention on this purusha. But whenever we get distracted, we are distracted only by Prakriti. Understand that this is all that is seen. It is not the purusha. It is changing. It is it is anitya. So again shift attention to the purusha and focus on the purusha. it's like you are told to focus your attention on a particular star lots of stars are there so suddenly we get distracted so to arrive at that star we have some indicators and all so with the using those help of the other stars we like the north star you can use the the great bear and all to know where exactly is the north star so once we know it is here then you can focus your attention but while Paying attention, suddenly we might get distracted, we can't get a star. Then again go back to the that uh, great bear, and then again understand it. So similarly, the main thing is to focus attention on that pure I am. But whenever one cannot do this sadhana, then discriminate between I am and this, and understand exactly the nature of I am so the sadhana of atmanatma vivek huh? sankhya if this is also difficult then bhagwan says you practice karma yoga because your mind is not yet pure you are not yet ready you have lot of desires in your heart you have lot of other uh, agendas so it is not possible for you to discriminate and comprehend the truth. So you follow Karma Yoga. So Bhagavan says, rare few, they meditate and know the self. Others, through Sankhya, discrimination between the Purusha and Prakriti, then they through Dhyana they know, and others through Karma Yoga. So Karma Yoga, they follow the path, mind becomes pure, then they can follow the path of Sankhya, to understand the nature of purusha more clearly and then hold on to this purusha, that is dhyana. So these three steps are mentioned here, but there are some people who are not, even these three steps might become difficult. So one more Bhagavan tells in the next verse. Anne <laughs> Shrutvā nebhya upāsate <Shrutvanevya> Te pichāti te taranteva Mrityam shruti parāya nāha Annetvevama jānantaha Shrutvā nebhya upāsate Ah, for this, dhyana is, is also done by ourself. Sankhya also we have to think and discriminate, sit quietly and understand exactly what is that self and what is not self. Karma yoga also we practice. But sometimes it becomes difficult by ourselves, so we have to take help of others. So, we do the sadhana of listening, shravanam. So, annetu evam ajanantaha, they might, others who may not know or who may not have the knowledge, clear-cut understanding of what is the self or what is this purusha and what is this prakriti. So, what should they do? They should listen, they should attend satsang and listen to those who know. So, having heard from others, having heard from others, they should just then meditate on that truth. They might not know for themselves, but if the teacher says, okay, you follow this path, you do this sadhana, so on faith and having trust in the teacher, they should just do that sadhana so te apicha atitarantevam shruti parayanaha. so such people who are shruti uh, parayana great listeners see when we listen like all of you come here and listen to Prabhachan, when we listen everything seems to become very clear but as soon as we go back home and all if somebody asks us please explain so imagine kya cd available hai but you tell now what did he say? Oh, you are saying something, Purusha, Prakriti and all. And he was talking about dream and all. And Chaupati, he said. <laughs> that other per- person will not even know what is happening. So if you have heard... And if you cannot explain it to others, that means you are still dependent on listening. If we hear something and we understand it, everything is clear. But if we are unable to explain it to others or to explain it to ourselves also after some time, (laughs) If we are unable to do it, then we are dependent on listening. Hmm. Because in listening, what happens? The the uh, the speaker uh, he uses all the logic and slowly, slowly, slowly makes us understand. So we just flow with him. But by ourselves, when we sit, we don't know this path. So we don't reach that destination. We might say that I have understood, but uh, we don't know how to arrive at it. If we don't know how to arrive at it, because that uh, that understanding will not last, again we will have to listen and again understand. So, such people are called Shruti Parayanah. Bhagavan calls them, they are dedicated to listening. Hmm? Many people are there. It's good, I mean, nothing wrong with it. Dedicated to listening. When we listen, everything becomes clear. It's like the you know, one who cannot sing for themselves, but they are good in chorus and all. So the singer is there who is on the mic and others speeches. se karte hai. So it appears ariva everywhere. Then later on people say, you sang so well and all. But if you are told to sing independently, you can't sing. Hmm. So when we take the help of the book to understand, when we take the help of the teacher to understand, so whatever we have understood, we understand the main, uh, the truth which is revealed, We might not understand the whole logic, and we might not ourselves arrive at it. But if we have picked up the main essence, then just meditate on it. Just hold on to it. That will also take you to the ultimate goal. For dhyana by ourself, we need to understand it by ourselves. In the sense, after doing the shravana, if we are able to uh, contemplate and understand, then we no longer need the help of any listening or any reading or anything. We can just sit and meditate on our own self. But if this is not possible, then we should take the help of listening. So, anne, Bhagwan says, others, to evam not knowing this for themselves shrutva listening from others they understand so they should just meditate on that understanding they should just hold on to the main crux of it it is as i have said that you hold on to that i am Why, how, who, what Purusha, Prakriti, what is this, this, that and all. You might not understand the whole logic of it. You might not understand that uh, Purusha is the real and the Prakriti is just an illusion. The whole thing is quite systematic, quite uh, understandable and everything is very clear. But the whole thing might not be appreciated by ourselves. But we can hold on to the main point and just meditate on that. Such people also, Bhagavan says, they will also cross over this samsara. Te atitaranti eva. They will also, atitaranti, they will also cross over this samsara. What samsar? Mratyum, this samsara of death. Shruti parayana. Those who are Shruti parayana. Like uh, I told you the story of uh, Nisargadatta Maharaj. He went to his teacher and the teacher told him that you are Brahman. teacher told him what is Brahma, the very origin of this world and the very substratum of this world, the Sat Chit Ananda Swarup, and you are that Brahma. Just hold on to it. If you hold on to that statement without arguing and all, then that will also take us to the ultimate. If we want to argue, then we have to understand it. To understand might take long time. It's like, suppose you go to a doctor and say that, oh, I have a headache. Please give me some medicine. And he gives you a medicine. Then you ask him, please tell me what is this contents of this medicine. How it is made. What happens exactly when it goes into my mouth. What are the various Enzymes created, secreted this. What effect of this medicine on my blood pressure, on the, on the, on the bones and on the muscles and all. What are the side effects? What is this? What is that? <sighs> the doctor will say, oh, medical college join karo. Par padhai karo. Then you will slowly understand. And then you take this. But what about my headache, headache will, let it remain for five years, what can we do? (laughs) Similarly, for those who want to understand the entire logic, this, that and all, they have to study everything in detail. But if we just listen, have faith, and just follow the instruction of the teacher, then also such people, also Bhagwan says, the cross over the samsara. So the, the highest is dhyana, just meditating and focusing our attention on that pure I am. And as we focus our attention, I am so and so, all this should go away. Means even that awareness of I am a man or I am a woman should not remain. See many times we sit for meditation, but that consciousness remain. Okay, I am a man. I have become old now, I should meditate soon. Or after meditation, I have that meeting, important meeting. So that means that pure I am, you are not meditating upon. It's just a time pass. Instead of that, don't meditate. Hmm pure I am when we meditate, when we focus our attention on that, and at that time, suppose somebody have to distract you, you will be so disoriented, you will not even know where you are. Therefore, we should sit in such a place where we are not disturbed. Because you are going out of your body, totally you are shifting your attention to something which is totally different from the body. So, there should not be any awareness that I am a human being, I am a man or I am a woman or I have a senses or I have mind, I have intellect. These are all prakriti. Pure I am. If we are able to focus our attention there and hold on, it's like the, I am saying that moon. Let me show again. Jadu, Yadu see where is it? Ah. See this point, huh? This light is different from the finger. The light is different from the finger. The light exists without the finger. Light is not seen without the finger. But light exists without the finger. That ex- light which exists without the finger is that pure consciousness. But the light which gets associated with the finger is that consciousness as Kshetrajna. So when we are, hold- when we are, when we meditate, we should meditate on the light itself, not on the finger. Means meditate on that pure I am. Not on I am so and so. That is the highest. If one can do it, very good. If not, then discriminate and understand what is this I am. If that is also difficult, follow the path of Karma yoga. If that is also difficult, just listen and just follow blindly your teacher. But teacher tells me to do uh, Shirsvasana. Then do it. What can you do? If you have a teacher who is pointing the ultimate, then follow that teacher. There are many, many teachers in the world, but follow the teacher who is showing you that path for liberation. Not other teachers who are telling you part of samsara only. The teacher who is giving you the final instruction to be free to gain th- that state of liberation that teacher if he tells you to do something and as a sadhana just do it further bhagwan says yavat sanjayate satvam stavara Kshitra Kshitra Dhyasayogat Kshitra Kshitra Dhyasayogat Tad Viddi Bharatar Shabha Yavat Huh. Again Bhagwan says that the entire world of um, animate and inanimate objects is nothing but a combination of Kshetra and Kshetradhnya. It's just combination of Kshetra and Kshetradhnya. Again at the night, dark, sky, when you look, it is all flooded with light. But we don't see anything. But when one moon comes, then suddenly we see that moon. Suppose 10 moon comes, you will see 10 moons. And what are these 10 moons? Combination of light and matter. That light is Purusha and that matter is Prakriti. 20 moons, light and matter. Different objects, different things, all light and matter. Everything is light and matter. Similarly, all of us, all the various beings of this world, as well as inanimate object, they are nothing but light, that is kshetrajnya, and matter, that is kshetra, combination of both. So, yavat sanjayate kinchit sattvam stavara jangamam, all that is born or all that is there in this world, all beings stavar means uh, inanimate, and jangamam, Animate, moving. Understand, vidhi, bharatarshava, here Arjuna understand, kshetra, chetradnya sanyogat. yoga. They are born from the combination, association of chetra and Both of them are born together. And, uh, when we dissociate when we comprehend this kshetradnya in its pure form, then one becomes, transcends this, all this samsara itself. So kshetra tad sanyogat tadviddhi Bharatarshava he bharatarshabha, you understand that all this is a combination of kshetra and Matter and consciousness. Everything is matter and consciousness. Matter and that supreme reality. See, there are inanimate object. The supreme reality expresses only as existence. We experience that object as existing. In the subtle element, it expresses as consciousness. And in the pure mind and intellect, it also expresses as ananda. So, in our body, we experience the body as inert, but in our mind, we experience our mind as conscious, as alive, and when the mind becomes very calm and peaceful, we also experience happiness. So, we experience ease, body ease, mind is alive or conscious, and I also experience happiness. These are the expressions of the reality. Sat, chit, and ananda is experienced as easiness, as consciousness, and as happiness when it is reflected in matter. So yavat sanjayate chit satvam stavara jangamam kshetra kshetradhnya sanyoga tad Bharatarshava bharatar shabha, Arjuna, you understand this. Therefore, when we meditate and recognize the kshetradhnya kshetra and understand the, uh, the real nature of kshetradhnya, we become free of all the bondage. That is, again Bhagwan says in the next verse, samam sarveshubhuteshu Tishthantam parameshwaram tishtantam parameshwaram, tishthantam parameshwaram vinashyatsvavinasyantam, vinashyatsvavinasyantam, yapashyati, sapashyati, yapashyati, sapashyati, yapashyati sapashyati samam sarveshubhuteshu vinaśyasva vinaśyantam yapaśyati sapashyati haa samam sarveshu bhūteshu tishtantam parameshwaram See, the kṣetradhnya in one particular body and that kṣetradhnya is there in other body, in other body. So, it is one, one, That supreme reality alone is kshetradni in all the bodies. Again to go back to our example of the moon. So ten different moons are there in the sky at the night. All of them are illumined. All of them are imagined there of different shape. Big moon, small moon, very small moon. All moons, ten moons you are looking You might feel this moon is different, that moon that has got a brighter light, this has got a lesser light, this moon is more beautiful, that moon is not so beautiful. But all these moons are illumined by one light only. One who understands that all of them are illumined by one light, he is looking at it from a higher standpoint, from a different level altogether. To understand the moon as different, is to look at it from a different standpoint. But to look at it as connected and having the same light, is to look at it from a different standpoint. If you happen to travel over the Himalayas and all, if you go to Kathmandu and all, you will find that all the peaks of the mountains, they they come out of the cloud. Cloud is there which is is spread all over. And above the clouds, you can see the peaks. So, if you just look at them, you will find that, oh, this peak is different, that is different, this is different, that is different. But if you go to the root, you will find all of them are same. They are connected at a deeper level. Similarly, When we look at the Kshetra and identify with it, and I look at myself as the witness of this particular body, then I will feel that I am only in this body. But when I focus my attention on the Kshetradhnya, deeply, and comprehend it, suddenly I will realize that I am not only in this body, but I am in all the bodies. When that understanding takes place, that is called Realizing God. Parameshwaram, that is Parameshwar. Parameshwar is the Kshetrajna in all the bodies. chaapi chapimam with this Sarvak bharata is Realizing Myself as God. When I rec- recognize that the Consciousness in me is the Consciousness in all, That is when I recognize myself as God. But when I feel that only I am conscious, and that other person is conscious, but that consciousness is different, then that is not a higher knowledge. This is knowledge of difference only. But when I recognize that I alone am illumining all the bodies, then that I is that Parameshwara. So, samam Sarveshu bhuteshu tishthantam parameshwaram. So, this parameshwara is residing in all the bodies. How? Samam equally, equally existing in all the bodies. The difference is only in the prakriti, the difference is only in the bodies. It exists, Paramatma, Parameshwar, exists in all the bodies, Samam. vinashatsu, this body is constantly dying and getting destroyed. So, in the body which is getting destroyed, this parma, Paramatma or Parameshwar remains in all of them indestructible. Avinashantam, indestructible, changeless, It exists in all. I, the pure I consciousness, is not only in this body, but I exist in all. That I will understand when I drop this I also. And just focus my attention on M. I hope you are understanding. Hmm... So samam sarveshu bhuteshu tishthantam parameshvaram in the bodies which are destroyed or which are, which get destroyed, this paramatma exists without getting destroyed. It's like the moon and the light. Even if the moon gets shattered into millions of pieces, all those millions of pieces will also be illuminate, illuminated by the same same light. It doesn't matter. No millions of pieces, millions of paramatma must be there. No, no, no. Paramatma is one only. And when all these pieces come together, again the same light is illuminating it. So you are that light. You are not matter, you are that light of consciousness. Not matter. So what is the matter with you? Hmm. So, Vinashyatsu, Avinashyantam, pasyati sa pasyati. This is a very interesting phrase which is used in Vedanta. He who sees this, alone sees. Others are all blind only. They might say, oh, I see. One who understands this, he alone understands. That is why the scriptures say, The self in me is the self in all. The consciousness in me is the consciousness in all. God exists in everyone. That God is not different from you. But when you are identified with the body, then God seems to be different from me. But when I drop my identification with the body, then God and I are same then there is no difference. We keep looking for God here and there, but He is very close to us. He is closer than what we can even imagine. But for knowing God, we have to drop our identification with this body and this matter. Once that identification is dropped with one, then we come to know that I am in all. If I hold on to one, then I will not know I am in all. But when I drop my identification in one, then I, it's like this, all these flowers are kept here. Suppose I am one of the flower, I am lying down here, it's my different, uh, different drishti altogether. But if I rise above, then I see all the flowers. Similarly, when I am identified with one body, I just understand and know things from this body standpoint. But when I identify with that consciousness, I come to know from a cosmic standpoint. So, vinasyatsu avinasyantam yapashyati sapashyati He who knows this, he who sees this, alone sees. So, in this way, Bhagavan has uh, revealed the Beautiful thing. Some more verses are there. We will do them tomorrow. We will chant a prayer and there are few announcements. So, you please take the envelope, the Guru Dakshina envelope. And whatever you, with your faith, you want to offer to the mission to Pujya Gurudev. So, it's a good magazine. Then there is another magazine called Bal Vihar for the children. Nice stories and uh, and drawings and uh, paintings and all are there. And for children, so these are not just simple stories, but they also convey the our uh, great values. And it becomes interesting for the children to pick up the values through these stories. So, you can subscribe for these magazines also. Now, the main thing. Pujya Gurudev started this uh, organization in 1950, 51, 50. But he was born in uh, uh 1916. So we are celebrating this, as I said, one hundred years of Pujya Gurudev. Centenary. It will come 2015, 2016 we will celebrate. And for that we are releasing this various books. So this is the first book which has come. And it's a very interesting book. It is about Pujya Gurudev's life and his whole journey. And uh, how he went all over the world, this is a great phenomenon actually, it's a great miracle. Chinmaya Mission, when we just look at it, it is a, objectively when we look, it's a organization built by one person. One person's uh, sankalpa and his uh, idea and put into practice. It has grown into this tremendous mission, because of which we can sit in this comfortable room and study it. This was not there in the good old days. People who wanted even to know about, even to hear the word Upanishad was very difficult. Or the Bhagavad Gita and all. They made it so simple. And in English language and other languages also. So how, who was Gurudev? What is his life? His teaching and how he could achieve this great, marvelous feat. And also what is the future. Everything is presented in this beautiful book. It's like a coffee table edition, but it's a small one, which can be kept at home also. And just uh, looking at it and reading it, and even those, your guests and others who come and read, they will also benefit from it. Because I remember I myself as a child benefited when my father used to subscribe for the Kalyan Kalp- Kalpataru, the Gita press. I used to watch, look at all the photographs and all. So it's a very interesting book. Before opening, again one more very important thing which I came to know today only. Today is also a very auspicious day called Akshay Tritiya. So whatever you do today... It becomes uh, akshay, means it becomes indestructible, it becomes it, infinite time. So today Gurudev's blessings will come to your place, so it will get multiplied by infinity. <laughs> huh? So it's a good thing. And today you can start your sadhana on this I am. Just hold on to this I am. Baki sab chhod do kya karna hai? Hold on to this I am, it will take you to your destination. You start today if you have not started. Okay, now here comes the book. There are lovely pictures are there, very old pictures, Gurudev's picture with Swami Taponji Maharaj, with uh, Shivanandji Maharaj, his teachers. And his yadnyas, which he used to have at various places, his uh, so many things are interesting information about a variety of things, the, the various books and all the various ashrams. Even my picture is there huh, somewhere. <laughs> when I was when I joined the mission, when I was 24 years, and I, at uh, when I was 26, I was given diksha. So that time the photograph is there with Puja Gurudev. Hmm? All our batch, batch mates. And so many other interesting uh, information is there. So this is a good book to just have at home and because sometimes people may ask ask you, where do you go every day and what are you listening, where, what is this in my mission, who, what, why? So you can just... uh, Tell them to refer to this book, and you can donate one book to them also. If they ask too many questions, isme padlo baba. So this book, I have signed few copies. So I have yesterday I had told you, specially special blessings on this Akshay Tritiya day. So some few science copies signed copies are there, and there are unsigned copies also. So you can by them. Hurry you.